That's right, and welcome to Comic Exchange. We are back after a little december winter break, mainly because of my abusive job, but it's great to see everyone. Woo! Yeah, feels like it's been forever. How long has it been, Ryan? It's, um... <laughs> like a some like Rain Man or something. <laughs> Give me the it, days. It was uh the day before Thanksgiving. Because okay. I think wow. the last episode we talked about like what uh we were thankful for yes. and what uh, yep, foods yep. we were looking forward to. And by the way, I was right with my prediction. I had a lot of deviled eggs. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had some to take home with me, and I yeah. had a deviled egg every day for like two days. Is that the only time of the year you eat deviled eggs? That and Christmas. Okay. Um, it's weird because like in concept, the deviled egg should be super gross. Uh-huh. It looks weird. Right. It has a weird, con- like, textures and consistency to it. Right. When I do a deviled egg, one bite and it's gone. It's like uh, you don't take the half Dave bite Portney first. and his um and his pizza reviews. Okay. It's one bite. You don't like, okay. I got something to tell you. On I, I followed your lead on this, and you completely messed me up. Oh. I have a dark secret. I have never eaten a deviled egg. Oh. Until about two weeks ago. Uh, they just always seem gross to me. It's like I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I, I blocked that out of my. I'm not Good gonna do yeah. it. Yuck. Stand up. Because Ryan and I are both picky boys. We are picky boys. Yeah, and Jamie true. talked me into it. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. But I'm gonna follow Ryan's lead because he said just eat it all at one bite. Yep, like one an, bite, like an oyster. Just shove just it all in there. Yeah. And I did, and that was a wrong idea. That was too much. Terrible. All oh, my cheeks were all stuffed out. You have out. to take the bite. How Ryan? big was it? Was all, it was gloopy. It's just a half an egg. She used pterodactyl eggs. Would you eat an entire fried egg in one bite? Of course not, Ryan. Would you're, you download an egg? You're basically, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too much. So you, yeah, you have to uh, enjoy it. A fan? Well, that was not the right first experience. Oh, yeah, no. I right. think I'm going to go back for a second try, but I'm okay. not going to shove the whole thing in my mouth no. at one time. So, no. What stunk about the ones I took home with me because my sister-in-law <laughs> made some extra ones mm-hmm. that kind of went all over the place in the in the box, like on the way on the, on the container on the way home. Right. So they were kind of all over the place. So at one point I just had I gave up and like threw it away. Really? You throw away deviled eggs? Some of the, a lot of the stuff had coming out of the egg, and I did the first thing, dip you, and swoop. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, this is just, I can't do this. You couldn't even put the stuff back in the deviled egg? Okay, how long do you, have you known me? You know I'm lazy. Yeah, but that's not even cooking. That's just like, re, re, that's just like repairing. <laughs> that's you just have to, you just have to repair a deviled I guess egg. I'm not a good repairer, yeah. but deviled eggs, phenomenal. Mm. What, what's your take on deviled eggs? Well, so... I don't mind a deviled egg. The, you're right. The uh, the pro- my problem is just the, the the idea in my head, the concept of eating <laughs> kind of a, a one entire egg, and uh, and it it also depends on the stuffing, right? Like sometimes the mm-hmm. stuffing can be kind of spicy. Yeah. Sometimes it can be kind of mild. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm with Mike. I I'd say I've got to kind of I like to control my my white egg portion to filling <laughs> ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't just bite it all in one bite. I, I kind of nibble. Terrible idea. Yeah, terrible idea. I kind of nibble from the outside, work my way in like a burglar. Okay. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> you I, know? I, get it. Yeah. I have to do it in one fell swoop or I think my gag reflex would start to kick in. Seriously? They taste delicious, Okay, but I think it's just mine over matter. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, my, my sister-in-law makes amazing deviled eggs. Okay, shout, she out, makes me shout out to Ron's sister-in-law. Yeah. She makes me my own little, like, um, my own little container, little to, so I feel like go, a special boy. to-go plate for <laughs> yes. Ryan. Yeah. Although this year I made the mistake. Uh, they were like, hey, we had a turkey and a ham, and they're like, take as much leftovers as you want. And I thought I did a decent amount of like leftovers with the ham and the turkey. I made a mistake. I was out of it by like day three. Really? 
Yeah, I like to move it up to day four or five. Okay. So my man, my mom, anything straight. in the refrigerator, anything in the refrigerator past two days goes mm-hmm. in the trash. Okay. I can move Smart it out woman. a little bit more. Yeah. I can go four or five days. You're playing Russian roulette there, my friend. Mm, that's risky. Yeah. With meat? Well, maybe not with the. Uh, I mean, it depends. No, I'll do it with meat and then add like ramen noodles to it. Okay. Yeah. I got a five day. And ladies, I'm single. And I and this is <laughs> so this is the thing. You're making like some type of turkey tetrazzini and you can't even put the stuffing back into a deviled egg, Ron. <laughs> Seriously, don't tell me you can't cook. I could try. See? Yeah. I mean ramen noodles isn't really cooking. Though. It's not, yeah. No. Anything, thank you though for giving anything, me. Well, because anything you could do in a dorm room, right? It's gonna be yeah. by default. There's a guy on TikTok who actually does dorm room cooking and he'll make like beef wellington. And like the the fanciest, like he did a turkey in his dorm room. That's one. crazy. Uh, what's the what's the big famous chef that yells at everybody? Gordon Ramsay. Yep, he was he did like a uh, duet with that guy. I was gonna say Chef Boyardee. But uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chef Boyardee. <laughs> He's always so sour. On that well, you're can. part of the you're a common man. Of course you're gonna. <laughs> I'm a fancy lad. I went to the theater the other day. What'd you get to Ooh. see? Um, you want a um, jacket, little pill, the Alanis Morissette story. Hmm. It was really good. Uh, um, Story's a lot darker theater? than I thought it was gonna. Be. Yeah, I thought that uh, was a play. It was a play. Yeah, it was a musical a play and a movie. You say that? No, it was. Uh, oh. It was at the theater. That's oh, what, the Tennessee theater. The fancy oh. theater. theater. And, and by the way, people listening at home, when I said theater, I did put a little monocle on <laughs> uh, yeah. and a top hat because I'm a fancy boy. You even pronounced it with the e at the end of the word, which I like the uh, the British spelling. How you did that there? Yeah, thank you, theater. The yeah. <laughs> it's been a good couple of weeks. Hope everybody that's listening. I hope they had a good Thanksgiving and getting ready for a really yeah. great uh, wrap up the end of the year. And we were so excited to see each other and start talking, we forgot to introduce ourselves to the fine people, the wonderful listeners. It falls off when we don't do this in a while. It does, it does. So, hello, my name is Mike D. I'm Ryan. And I'm Bill. There we go. I like how we're we're like Madonna and Prince. We just have that one name. name. One name? Yeah. You can change it to a symbol. I don't don't think I'm ready to be a symbol. No, you got to work your way to a symbol. Yeah, you have to be, yeah. You can't start off symbol. You got to kind of progress. You think it really hurt him when when people would not call him the artist formerly known as Prince? It's too much. It's way too much. Didn't people make an acronym? Wasn't it like TAF? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you're Prince, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, he's iconic, so it's hard to get away from, for one, you've already established yourself as a, a musical icon as Prince. Yeah. And, uh. And it's just so easy to say Prince. Oh, and because yeah. I'm, I'm sure she'll listen to this episode sooner or later, happy birthday to your daughter, Ebitz. Yay. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, just turned Ooh. 16. Okay, um, and so let me ask you, is mm-hmm. Sweet 16 as scary as it looks like on that TV show, Sweet 16? Oh, the MTV show? <laughs> yes. Yeah, where you have to design a party based around a... Uh, where the girl gets mad because the BMW's not the right color. Oh, dude. Listen, Daddy, there were only five <laughs> elephants at my Sweet 16 party. <laughs> yeah. Jasmine had seven yeah. and a giraffe. You just don't love me anymore. So, yeah. Dad, are we poor? <laughs> you don't no, she uh it was pretty it was pretty mild. She she did have a surprise party some of her friends had uh, organized. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure she knew about from another one of her friends. So I'm not sure <laughs> how much of a surprise. Act, did she act surprised? She did, that was the key. They had okay. her blindfolded, you know, she came in the room, uh she jumped up and down. Uh <laughs> like, she was like she, she called, won the prices right. She called everybody bruh. You know, she was like, I'm so surprised, bro. You How know? does that feel like having a 16-year-old daughter? Is that weird? It It is weird. Um, it's one of those things you don't even think about until they reach certain milestones. Yeah. And driving is definitely one of the milestones. Yeah. Uh, and she's so good she's, at it, right? Like she's, been... she, she's probably better uh, at 16 than I was because I, uh, I was a little Ricky Bobby out there, dude. <laughs> you know? 
I was just a, a tear. So yeah. she's she's at least got a little bit of good sense, uh, good sense in her head. And then the lovely Kendra celebrated birthday like the day after. So yeah, actually, uh, they it's all, kind of interesting that they're that close together. They almost share the same birthday, which I told I told my wife. I said it's it's good that you don't because when you share a birthday with one of your children, in essence, you lost your birthday, right? It's always their uh, birthday from that yeah, point yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. And so, just to have that difference in one day, I think makes a makes a huge difference. That's gotta be crazy too, because it's mm-hmm. like their both birthdays are that close to Christmas, and I know that's all. I have friends that are close to Christmas too. Yeah. And it's always like that weird thing where you have to make sure to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Separately. It's, yeah, and it's 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 difficult because you. Um, after you finish buying the Christmas or the the birthday gifts, you jump right into the Christmas gifts, and so December I usually have to sell uh, a few more things on eBay to pay for. Uh, this is why the, you're out of bags right now. This is this is <laughs> yes, correct. If you're listening to this uh, on uh, New Comic Day, if you're coming in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, please bring bags if you have them. We yes. are out of bags right now. Just uh, any kind of Kroger bag, Walgreens bag. Because you can't use the bags under your eyes from lack of sleep right now. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what, are Those... you going to set up a self-checkout lane next? What's going <laughs> around here? <laughs> um, I guess we can t- So uh, the store is going to be open through uh, Sunday, the Christmas Eve, regular hours, right? Yes. Yeah, so Christmas Eve is Sunday. We'll be open noon to 6, Christmas Eve. Uh, okay. Close Christmas Day. Of course, Ron. We're not heathens here, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I guess, back open the 26th. 26th, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then uh, close New Year's Day. So, Chris, uh, New Year's Eve will be open regular hours. New Year's Day, we're closed. Uh, we're closed. Yes. Yeah. Should we do that over? No. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I want I, the people I, to think that fine. I'm perfect. You, you got the point across, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, New Year's Eve, uh, Sunday, noon to 6, New Year's Day closed. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll be closed basically Christmas and... Uh, New Year's, uh, New Year's Day. Yes. We, uh, unfortunately, we're losing one of our own. Yes. Uh, her last day will be New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve. Right. Um, so, yeah. well, last day at the shop. Last yeah. day in the shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's not, yeah. You did, it did sound kind of <laughs> ominous, right? <laughs> we're shipping her off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, for people who've been coming to the store for maybe the last... I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I, I may shoot myself in the in the foot. I think maybe she's been here seven or eight years, nine she's years. Been here oh, for wow. a minute, yeah, yeah. Because she was here when Sean was still here. Yes, she's correct. Yeah, Lane. A lot of people know her as the Bird Lady. <laughs> uh, but she's um for the last, I guess, maybe year or so, she's been looking for something that can can provide. I guess the main thing is, I think, health insurance. Yep. So luckily, I think she's found something. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the downside of that is that uh, we're going to lose her here at the store as a permanent employee. She's still going to fill in some for like vacation days, and so she'll still be hanging out at the store and um, for people who uh, want to come by and see her. But unfortunately, we'll have we'll have to let her uh, move on to greener pastures and we're opening her cage and letting her fly. Oh, yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Anytime, anytime I would stop by the store on say a Saturday, she was mm-hmm. always so nice and so thorough and interested in making sure everything was right. Great, Absolutely. great employee. Absolutely. She's probably been the best employee. I think back on it, probably been the best employee that I've had here at the store, other than me. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I remember the first time I met her when yeah. she was over at the other place, because uh-huh. uh, I was kind of freaked out, a little nervous around the birds. Right. And she is such a great ambassador for birds. Like, 
like you know letting you kind of like get to know the bird like get a little comfortable with the bird right. we're getting bird calls <laughs> um, did you just get beeped <laughs> but yeah so it's it's definitely the end of an era yeah yeah like i said it's uh uh, it'll be sad not to see her here on a regular basis. I don't think the move from up there to down mm-hmm. here would have been at all smooth without her. Oh, I think she organized the whole thing. She organized so much of it. She was yeah. thinking of stuff that I would never thought about, like when she called the uh, Historic Society about the marble. Yeah. When she, yeah, so. On the plus side, we're going to have the benefit of having uh, Blaine work here uh, a couple more days a week. Um, he'll be picking up most of Lane's days. So he's going to basically so, be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday? Yes. Uh, occasionally he'll be taking a day off, but for the most part, I think that's it. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, one star goes out and another star... Uh, uh, what? what? I don't know. What, I wanna, there's a weird <laughs> allegory there. Yeah, keep it up, man. Okay. So one star goes up into the air and another... You make learning fun. I'll give you that. And Blaine is super excited. He uh, is. He's been working under her for a while now. Yeah. I think it's this this was his first year here, right? Because I know it was like his first free comic book day was this past May. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna have him on the podcast in I think January. Uh, we sh- we should have had him on before now. We should have, uh, but we're definitely have him on. Uh, he's got so much knowledge when it comes to Funkos. Yeah, yeah. It's actually how I first met him was through uh, a local Funko group that he was, I guess, like El Presidente. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm not sure if they use Hispanic. <laughs> they but, might. Uh, but him and his wife, uh, they uh, they have like a, yes. a Facebook group that's really cool if you're into Funkos. And they would um, they would hold swap meets out in the parking lot. I remember the swap meet days. Yeah, and um, so I met him that that kind of way and through through Funko and uh, yeah. But we've been friends ever since. But good guy. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, yep. great guy. But yeah, but if you um, like we said, Lane will still be coming in every now and then, but. Definitely, if you want to make sure to say goodbye for now and show how much you appreciate her, she'll be here till the 31st. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In other news. Yeah. Well, this is the saddest news. We had to get that out of the way first. So, yeah, I guess we'll start with the majors. That's, I guess, the big, no pun intended, major news story of this week. The Uh, hammer has fallen. Yeah. uh, Jonathan Majors. So, a lot of people were wondering, like, why Marvel mm-hmm. waited as long as they did to do this? I th- I'm sure there was moral clauses right. in these contracts, oh, but do you yeah. think maybe they waited till like a judgment had been made to kind of I help think them? so, and, and partly because they had jumped the gun previously. Disney had with Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, good point. Yeah. And James had, Gunn, in a way. Yes, and oh, James. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah. So I think kind of a twice bitten, twice shy. They decided this third time to wait and let the uh, the judicial system. Uh, take its course and you know to me obviously i'm, I'm not supporting him this is this is terrible behavior right. you, you don't want to justify this in any way but to me it is a true shame because mm-hmm. after that loki season two i had become such a huge fan of his acting it's such a hard thing to you know to deal with is like man right seeing somebody act that incredibly well i i was blown away by it so to me it, it's a it's a big loss uh, rightfully deserved of course get out of here you scumbag but yep. um, that's a shame because his acting skills are stellar no, no, and it, it, like you said, it, it, sometimes it's hard to separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know Marvel had plans, and I don't know if they had had planned this initially, but they were looking at possibly pivoting from Kang and going to uh, Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, making him kind of the villain, the main a villain of like uh, 
I think they can pull it off because, you know, Phase 4 was sort of uh, sprawling. It's sort of unfocused. Mm -hmm. So I think if they were going to do it, now would be the time to do it because I think they can bait and switch and and not suffer too much from it. Right. Yeah, there's just that whole... Keeping Kang, I can see why they... They're like, hey, these are the stories we're going to do. Right. Uh, But there is such a stink now because of majors and because of the narrative of Phase 4, the beginning of Phase Mm 5, that they could just wipe this all off and and go to just Doom. Uh, But it looks like he was found uh, guilty on Monday of two misdemeanor counts of harassment and assault, uh, but was acquitted on two other accounts. He's looking to maybe up to a year in jail. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... As of this recording, they've not got to sentencing or anything like that yet. But I'd say, like, maybe Marvel waited to now just because that would help if there's ever any kind of wrongful termination suit against them. Right. Um, But, yeah, it's a a shame. It's sad to see... uh, Sometimes people are their own worst enemies. Yeah. But, you know, uh, everybody gets a second act in life, right? So maybe this will kind of be his his career arc will be kind of a rise from the, the ashes and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's already been rumors of, like, who they might bring in. There was an actress, uh, Damson Idris, I think his name is, who was uh, mm-hmm. the star of the show called Snowfall mm-hmm. on FX. They they talked to, uh, who's the guy from the last Star Wars trilogy? John, John Boyega. Boyega. And he was just like, no, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, want, I don't want this. Uh, so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm sure Marvel right. has been waiting to see what happens here. So I'm sure they've already got their contingencies and everything like that. And it should start shaking out soon what they're going to do. Obviously, if they switch over, if they pivot to Doom, um, that's going to make the Fantastic Four movie a big deal because that's where, logically, that's probably where they'll introduce uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, and I'd heard just initially... They were throwing around the name uh, Javier Bardem for Doctor Doom. Which would be so good. Um, which would be fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess we'll 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 find out as that goes along. It's just it's just definitely a bummer. Right, it is. Yep. We also got some news. Uh, speaking of uh, Marvel uh, directors, yeah. Ryan Coogler. 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 Um, is set to do a new X Files. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Black Panther director, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think they said it'll be kind of like a, I don't know if it'll be a reboot with new Mulder and Scully or if they'll focus on new characters, but that's the rumor is that they're going to be doing like a, a new... Uh, did they say if it's going to be a movie or a TV series? I believe a series. A okay. series, okay. Which would you prefer, a reboot or a continuation with new characters? I Honestly, myself would like a continuation with new characters. Me too. I, I, I don't want to see Mulder and Scully recast. That'd be weird. No. They're too yeah. iconic. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but I, as if someone who hasn't seen a lot of X-Files, I think I'd be more apt to go see an X-Files where it's two new agents. And I ah, don't have to know the entire right. backstory of Mulder and Scully and who their parents are and if they were love uh, romantically linked together. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I feel like they've... Um, they've they finished the Mulder and Scully story with the rebooted two ah, seasons yeah. of X-Files. Okay. So I don't think they have anything else that they really need to do there. Yeah. Another big thing, DC in February is going to release uh, <laughs> Batman on a weekly schedule for three, oh, for three issues. Yeah. Uh, they're doing the Joker year one, Batman 142 through 144. This is very interesting. They're saying here they're going to have 142, 143, and 144 are partially returnable. What? To aid retailer retailers. What do you think that would be about? Well, sometimes to uh, to boost sales, they want to instill a little confidence in the retailer that if the retailer does happen to overorder, 
that sometimes a certain percentage of those books can are returnable at the end of the month. So this is the thing about comics. 90% of comics are non-returnable. So as a retailer, when we order the books, um, if I order 40 copies and I only needed 30, I just have to eat the the 10 copies. I can't return them to, like, for credit. Um, whereas like a, a Barnes & Noble or a bookstore, they can return those books to the publishers and get credit back to their account. Really? With comics, you cannot. So some comics now have started offering returnability to where you can start to return uh, comics after uh, a month or two months. And sometimes you just got to pull, strip the cover off and uh, just return the cover. Really? And that that keeps the weight down the return, uh, the, when they, because they're paying the freight to have the, the books returned. And they want to make sure that you destroy the book. You're not selling it, just saying that it's damaged. And so I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> so when I send my back, I send the whole book because it's just a, uh, it's against my, my, uh, every, my fiber to, uh, to, to rip just, a book, to rip a book. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Say when a book goes weekly, do you see mm-hmm. that, uh, impact the sales of the book at all? So Batman, uh, if you are going to do a book weekly, it has to be something like a Batman or an amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. or something that if you make blue beetle weekly, good luck, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people aren't going to, uh, buy blue beetle four times a month. At least not in a big enough number, because most people. So if I'm a comic book purchaser on the other side of the counter, I have X number of dollars a month to spend on comics, right? It's my budget, and so if now and Blue Beetle's on my list, and now I have to buy Blue Beetle four times this month. Mm. Well, guess what? That means three other books probably are going to have to get cut, because I have a budget. I can't, you know. And so um, for a lot of people, rather than cut the books, they may just uh, they may not buy all the Blue Beetles. You know, they may. Uh, only buy one copy that month, or mm. um, but now with Batman, Spider Man, ones that have a bigger fan followings, uh, they're more likely to to buy them. Do you feel like this, uh, where you can return the books, helps you? Like when you're ordering books, do you feel like if you have that safety net, it tends to where you would order more of a uh, more of a book to try to push it? So it does. Um, usually only with number ones because um, <laughs> that's the only book you're going to do it, that make an order big enough. Uh, to make it substantial, usually issues two and three, it's not worth your time to uh, to even return them because you only have five or six copies. Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna get much credit. Uh, Is it kind of weird with that too? Because you're usually having to order like for issue two and three before you really have the data on how one has done for you. Is that tricky? Do you have to do some of beautiful mind like math to figure it out? <laughs> so that is that is part of the art of, of being a retailer and, and and understanding and knowing your product because you're right. If you come at to, if you come at it from a non comic perspective, you're not going to know um, which ones to keep your numbers high on. Normally, your instinct is to drop your numbers on number two. Yeah, because a lot of people just buy number ones, right? Yeah. So, um, but if you know comics and you know that. The series is written by Grant Morrison, and the art's done by Gene Ha. You know you're going to have a lot of people who are going to buy the series long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so you keep your numbers kind of consistent. You don't drop them. If you do, you don't drop them as severely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another, and this is kind of like video game news in a, in a bit, but it's, it's a also tie-in. it's a crossover. Yeah, it's a crossover. So there's a video game company called Insomniac. Wow. Very great, very good company. What Most of, ga- of their games. What kind of games are, have they made? Uh, they've they're really well known. They started with this game called Spyro. Spyro the Dragon. Uh, okay. Spyro the Dragon. Uh, they moved on to Ratchet and Clank. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratchet and Clank's are super fun games. Always. Um, they are now doing uh, the Spider-Man games. Oh wow, that's a huge license. It's a huge license. And, uh, I mean, 
impeccable games. It's impeccable. not just, oh, it's a Spider-Man game. I mean, incredible yep. games. I still say to this day, the PS4 version is still my favorite Spider-Man movie. I, wow. Yes, I said movie. That's how good the storyline in it is. Wow. Yeah, it's so good. A uh, friend of the show, Jamie, has started uh, Spider-Man, and I am so happy. I was so proud so of her. She, she Finally. Hasn't, she hasn't seen any of them. I don't think she's played any of the Spider-Man games. There's oh, three out right now. Okay, I thought you were talking about the movies. No, I, I, that, yeah, she's okay. seen the movies. Okay. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, last week they got hacked. Oh. Um, and they were held for ransom, and they refused to pay the ransom. So today, so they got it released, and the big news, yeah. uh, they actually released the playable version of Wolverine, uh, which you have to have one of the dev kits to run it right now, but that'll probably be... They'll probably find a way around that in a couple days. Uh, but it looks like right now there's a Venom standalone game in t- for 2025. The Wolverine game is 2026. Spider-Man 3 is 2028. A new Ratchet and Clank. And in 2030, an X-Men game. These are all done by Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah. The mm. the Wolverine game looks interesting. What they released. Uh, what Well, they didn't release it, but what the Pirates did. It's um over-the-shoulder God of War. Oh, style uh, style look for like the uh, for the game so right, right. yeah insomniac such a good company i hate that this happened to them that just it's really really ridiculous first of all hackers scumbags i think yep. we can all agree there but i mean this information was going to be released anyway well right. who cares it's just like you know every few months they were going to release a little bit about this news and now the news is out earlier big deal good job hackers how Brr. much uh, yeah. how much ransom were they asking for they were Asking for something in crazy Bitcoin currency, oh, okay. which okay. it was a name for the currency I never heard of, and I think they made up, but it was equivalent to about two million dollars. Okay, wow. Um, and Insomniac was just like, "We're not paying right. it." Okay, right. go ahead um, and release the. I'm news. sure Insomniac had to talk with Marvel first because, like, you know, this has to be embarrassing. It came out too that they have the exclusivity for Spider-Man games and mm. X-Men games through 2035. Oh, geez. Yeah. So uh, the only place you're going to get to play well, a Spider-Man okay. game or an X-Men game is on a Sony. Uh, system yeah, going out to 2030 mm-hmm. that spider-man 3 and x-men will probably be on the playstation 6 with how, pre-order it now yeah the thing that bummed me out the most is uh no information on it there's going to be spider-man 2 dlc mm-hmm. which i'm assuming now there's probably not now do we know for a fact the venom's a standalone game maybe the venom could be the dlc for it well some people think the venom game could be like how they did miles as uh, a, like a smaller like a game smaller standalone that track it sucks because insomniac's such a cool company mm-hmm. but it's kind of exciting to know that we're going to have an x-men game right with insomniac's quality so I, i'm i'm definitely excited for that can these hackers spend their time doing something important like hacking some evil company that deserves yeah. it, or I mean, seriously. releasing the Watch Mr. Robot guys and do that. <laughs> um, the last uh, big thing, uh, Mark Millar is moving his all his books are leaving Image with uh, the last uh, the big game, big game number five right. was the uh, the last thing that'll be published by Image. Everything's moving over to uh, Dark Horse. Yeah, which is kind of unusual, but the thing with Mark Millar is I think he went back and reacquired all his old image properties uh-huh. when he made the uh, the deal with Netflix. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because Netflix wanted to uh, to own the properties, and so Millar went and acquired them in totality and paid off all the artists who were on the books. Wow. Yep. So I guess maybe he owns them in conjunction with Netflix, or yeah, maybe uh, he owns the publishing rights and Netflix owns the uh, Well, Bleeding Cool had TV an interesting rights. take on it where they said that they think it was mm-hmm. Netflix that made this decision because any oh. of the uh, books that are 
license from a Netflix project like mm-hmm. the Stranger Things books right. are through Dark Horse. Oh. So leading cool theory is that Netflix wanted everything uniformed. Okay. Through, through uh, Dark Horse. Through Dark Horse. Yeah. Dark Horse has been kind of picking up some steam the past couple of years. They keep sliding stuff in here and there. Yeah. They have, yeah. But I mean, but they have lost so much between yeah, the... Yeah, that's uh, true. The buff. The, I guess Bendis has moved all his stuff over there now too, right? Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. And his new book uh, that just released last week, Masterpieces, mm-hmm. through them. Yeah. So I think that they did say, Millar said that they're going to be bringing out like absolute editions and everything of the books up to now. I think starting with Magic Order. Yeah. And uh, the first new book will be Nemesis, like a new Nemesis series. That'll launch, like I think, in the summer. I always love Nemesis. I can't stand Nemesis. You don't like it? It's too... It's like an evil Batman. It's too dark for me. It is dark. Because that first issue where he plants a bomb in a womb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, like oh. Yeah. more than I need yeah. in my <laughs> comics. Anytime that you can get new collector's editions, especially like absolute kind of editions mm. and dark horse does really good work on their um collections yeah they do people are saying like oh it's a bad time for the industry there's not that many good books and i think we're going to prove in a couple minutes we're going to do the best of 2023 mm-hmm. i think this was a strong year for comics really strong yeah i think there's something out there for everybody reg- regardless of your politics like what you like as far as superheroes independent mm. stuff i think this was a strong year for comics yeah and it feels i mean much more diverse than it was even 10 15 years ago um as far as the uh, the types of books that you can get it doesn't all have to be capes and uh superpowers no there's like so many strong uh independent companies out there right now there is and that's kind of the cool thing is that as a reader you have the option to read it doesn't have to be marvel or dc anymore there's so many uh, third-party companies and a lot of these creators uh, i'll give you a little secret uh clue you in on something a lot of these creators they save their best work for these independent and small press companies because they allow them to own the property mm-hmm. whereas if i come up with a cool idea and i give it to marvel or dc they're just going to turn it into a miniseries with Beast and Kitty Pride, yep. which I would write that, by the way, Marvel. If you, <laughs> if you are looking, I have a great idea for Beast and Kitty Pride. But so if I'm a writer, if I'm someone like James Tinian, um, do I want to take an idea like World Tree and give it to DC and it'll be like a Suicide Squad miniseries? Or do I want to go to Image and I own World Tree and if it gets turned into a TV show, well, guess what? Now I get Kirkman money, Robert Kirkman money. Yeah. You know? Well, it's what Venom and McFarlane, that classic story is really what kind of exposed that whole mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. Yeah. But, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to go from DC to Marvel to the Indies. We're going to figure out our three, four best books of each one and then we're going to cobble together a list of, like, the comics exchanges... Best comics of the year, five best comics. Bam. Five. Yeah. Golly. We're all going to agree. You're always so ambitious. I am ambitious for sure. And to make this even crazier, we reached out to some Mm. of our friends that that have come on the podcast in the last year and asked them what their favorite books of the year were. So we have some recommendations from some some old guests, right? Yeah. What we'll start here with is, let's start with DC. I thought this was like... A crazy strong year for DC. Yeah, honestly, before this year, I was very, you know, it goes back and forth as a pendulum with Marvel and DC. I'll be excited about one for a while, and then it'll swing back to the other. And I was, I was kind of cold on DC up until this year, but man, this year, I have just been very excited about DC. They put out some high-quality stuff. Yeah, up until now, I think if I mentioned it, Yash, last year, Nightwing, and that, <laughs> that yeah, would be no, no. that would be basically it for no. the DC side. I didn't really care for uh, Dark Crisis or whatever no, it was called. No. Um but yeah, this year uh, DC has been super strong. 
No, I mean they've uh, they rebooted a few books. Uh, gave us a new Green Arrow, Green Lantern series. The Tom King Wonder Woman's been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the the new Superman's been good. Philip Kimby Johnson's been great on action. He has a lot. Let's get uh, let's go ahead and get those two out of the way because I think they're going to be uh, Wonder Woman is phenomenal. Love it. And if you told me a year ago that I would love Wonder Woman and Superman, I would say you're crazy. Yep, me too. Right. Uh, both books, Superman and Wonder Woman, are so strong right now. Well, top tier, top and tier. this is the thing: both those characters are incredibly difficult characters to write. So, yep. like, if you if you're a Superman writer, you, the the dilemma is how do I come up with a villain or a threat every month? that the reader feels that Superman's in danger when I make Superman the most powerful person in the universe. Yeah. So it's difficult to, to match that threat level every single month with different villains. And I also think his supporting cast can be difficult to write because it, it's so easy to make it feel like it's stuck in the 50s or the 60s with, with those supporting cast members, especially with the newspaper. So it can yeah. be tricky to write his supporting cast well. And again, nailed it. Yeah, they've nailed it here. And they feel like... I kind of first wasn't sure because they put the secret identity back in the back in the bottle. Um, so I was like, ah, they're stepping back. I don't like that. But Superman is such a squ- uh, strong book right now. So good. The art is phenomenal. Amazing. Mm. And it ties in with the writing so well. Yeah. Uh, and, and to Wonder Woman, and that was uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie's favorite book of the year, uh, Wonder really? Woman. Yeah. I could um, see that. Tom King is fantastic on it. Uh, the artist is so freaking good. The way that he draws her, where she kind of looks a bit like um, Linda Carter. Yes. In a so minute, there's some hint. so many Especially iconic costume. Yep, so many iconic pages and drawings that he's done. Uh, Daniel Sampri. Yeah, or Saint Pierre. I don't know. Pierre. I like how you went fancy with it. Um, <laughs> I've never yeah. read a Wonder Woman book like that. I mean, I'm, there may be some in the past that I'm unfamiliar with, but it, it's got a completely unique feel to me. And again, it does have a little bit of that Linda Carter series uh, feel to it, just a touch, because it feels very modern in the real world. Yeah, it's a good solid. It's like I think right now, if if, if an issue comes out for the week. It's the first thing I read. Top of the stack. And, and I like how they've given her a slightly mm-hmm. broken English, just a touch of it. Right. Yeah. Now, I've not read it, but one of uh, McKay's uh, favorite book from DC this year mm-hmm. was uh, Superman as well as Action. Okay, yeah. Which so, I think the Kennedy Johnson's run um, is about to end on it. Yes, Philip Kennedy, yeah. Uh, I think that they announced what he's doing next. I don't know if they've announced what he's doing next, but I know Jason Aaron is coming on. Before it leads into, I guess, the Brainiac War right. that they're going to do. Yeah, or is it actually going to become a rotating uh, I think like ro- showcase for yep. major creators, I think. Yeah, I think that's what so they're like going to do. Small arcs, high-profile creators. Which is super cool that they're going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I think those two, Wonder Woman and Superman, awesome. phenomenal books. I really have dug Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah, you mentioned okay. that. Yeah. yeah, it's not that many issues into it right now, but just the big Barda and Cassandra Kane. Oh, they're so good. Uh, it, they just work so well That's off each cool other. Match. And yeah. it's uh, Kelly Thompson. Yeah, Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. I forgot who the artist is, uh, but the artist reminds me a lot of... Um, remember back in Mark Wade's run of Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Samney? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like his work. I could see that, where it's got kind of like a retro style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a throwback. And then they brought in you know my favorite, one of my favorite artists to do the covers, Pacello. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and it must be doing well for them, too, because didn't they last week release a book that was just the variant covers? I don't know if it was just on Kelly Thompson's series. It may have been, had other Birds of Prey uh, covers in there also, but uh, it was a huge collection of Birds of Prey covers. Yeah, it's such a phenomenal book. And it's got, is Big Barda? 
Yeah, it's Big Barda. It's uh, Black Canary. Black Canary, Cassandra Kane, um, uh, Harley Quinn. Okay, is in it. Uh, Zelliot. I think Zealot? she changed her name from uh, still Wild, from Wildcats. From Wildcats. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, on that note, I want to yeah. give a shout out to Wildcats in 2023. Uh, nice. Matthew Rosenberg, I believe, was uh-huh. the writer there, and uh, I just thought it was a really excellent little book. It was fun to the point, good action book, uh, felt creative and inspired. Good stuff. And it's nice to see DC do something with the uh, the Wildstorm characters from yep. time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that, that shows with her being a part of Birds of Prey that they're mm-hmm. going to do more stuff. Hey, did you finish issue 12 yet? I actually have not. Okay. I'm kind of wondering where they're going to leave them at. I know Ward, uh, or Suziggy, yeah, as he he's known, yeah. uh, really liked the AAPI titles, uh, City Boy, oh, The Vigil, yeah. and Spirit mm-hmm, World. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He especially mm-hmm. loved City Boy, and that really makes sense to me. Yeah, City Boy is uh, really cool. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. And they did so much with um, with City Boy because mm-hmm. they made sure each issue, each issue had him team up with another big icon. Mm-hmm. That's Greg Pak, right? In the DC right? Universe, yeah. The, yeah. I know I, it started as a mini. Hopefully, it did well enough that they'll that they'll bring them back. At the Pacific Island books, I think that one did the best for me sales wise. Did it? Okay. With City Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah no City Boy cool was idea. great. I love the idea of a, a character that's sort of essentially a city elemental, and, and I love mm-hmm. the cities each having sort of like an avatar spirit. That really right. good, really cool stuff. Yeah, Ben Brown mentioned, and I think that you agree with him. I know this because you commented on this thing. Rom V's Detective Comics. Yes, I think it got oh, overshadowed, yeah. but I'm surprised more people didn't talk about it. No, he's he's definitely one of the uh, the younger writers that I've noticed people have kind of gravitated toward. So the uh, many deaths of Layla Star. So good. Um, the first thing I think I remember reading him in was a, a book called These Savage Shores. Oh yeah, like a pirate book. It was a pirate book. Yeah, it was really really good. But yeah, now uh, you see him on a lot of different things. He did Swamp Thing for a minute. Yes. Did Swamp good Thing. Fit. Good fit. If you're interested, he's got a, a newer book out from Image. I think it's yeah. No, I take it back. Maybe Boom Studios it's called Boom. Rare Flavors. Yep. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Rare yeah. Flavors is so good. Yeah. That, detect- that detective run though, you know, Batman is such a versatile character. You can write in so many different ways. This particular mm-hmm. vision of Batman is that classic, like goth noir, classic Batman. Okay. Where it's dark. It's just got that creepy dark, dark noir feel to it. Nice. Um, very nice stuff. So it's detective back to being Batman centric. Oh yes, yes. Okay. Because for a while, their detective had became like the Bat Family book. Oh yeah. yeah. Excellent. Right. Kind of I loved it. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's fine, because I, I like reading a Commissioner Gordon story from time to time. Oh, yeah. Sure. Who doesn't? And Matt Jacobson, mm-hmm. uh, his favorite book of the year was Batman and Joker, Deadly Duo. Uh, oh, the Mark Silvestri. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said it proves that Mark uh, is still one of the best names in comics, mm-hmm. and the art is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. I dug that book, too. I I've, haven't I've finished it, uh-huh. um, because everybody's got the giant stack of books. Yep. Right. Um, but Mark is a, he's a great artist. Everybody knows that. But his writing in that book is not bad. No, surprisingly good. Because yeah. it, 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 not all uh, comic book artists can, can write comics. <laughs> no, they can't. Uh, yeah. it's, it's an acquired skill. Yeah. But uh, but no, it turned out I, I was pleasantly surprised. And it, and it did well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mark Silvestri on a Batman book is always going to sell. Yeah. And our friend Scott agreed with us about uh, Tom King's Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah. Um, and he actually was somebody that hasn't dug Tom King in a while. He actually... Uh, got turned off after Heroes in Crisis. So, okay. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's just basically been like, yeah, this uh, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. run has been just phenomenal, and and he's right. This is it's, probably yeah, this is probably the most Wonder Woman's I've sold monthly than since I've been open. No, oh, well, yeah. nice. really. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to think that that's uh, twenty five years coming up. Twenty five wow. years of selling Man, Wonder Woman's. That's crazy. 
I'd like to think fair. that the quality of it is a big right. help. I mean, obviously, the name Tom King is going to sell a lot, but right. you wouldn't have a lot of people sticking around to the fourth issue if it wasn't a good book. So oh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like a lot of people are also reading the Amazon attack book? Not as much. Not as much? Yeah. Okay. It's not 1v1. No. Not okay. even close. And I would say for people out there that are concerned, uh-huh. I think you can get by without reading Amazon's attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's based on supplemental yeah. material. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know his real name because, you know, Instagram, you don't have to put your real name. Huh. So he is Spidey.mp3. I do not think that's his real name. No, <laughs> I'm going to guess that's probably not. But if it is your real but, name, I'm very sorry, Mr. MP3. <laughs> but he said he doesn't read that much DC, but the new Blue Beetle ongoing is his favorite this year. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, he really liked the uh, Graduation Day miniseries. Mm-hmm. And he says, as a bonus, as someone who grew up in a Spanish-speaking household, I'm really liking how both series have an English and Spanish version. Which I didn't know oh, they did that. They oh. do, yeah. Um, like physical copies? Correct. So I can oh. order them either in, in English or Spanish. Interesting. Uh, as a matter of fact, maybe, first time I remember that, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, Marvel did a Fantastic Four book called uh, Day of Death. Okay. And there was also a Spanish version, Dia de la Muerte. Ah. And uh, you could order it in either in English or Spanish. Now, this is interesting because of print runs. You would assume that the Spanish-speaking copies would be of a lesser print run. That, Correct. I wonder what the values of those are going to be. Well, like so the supply is lower, but you also need the demand to be there. Ah, right, and right. since they're in Spanish, the demand's not quite as high as the English copies. Um, even historically, if you go back and look at some of the, the foreign language comics throughout the 60s and 70s, uh, the German ones, the Spanish ones, they'll sell for decent money, but not as much as the English ones. The English mm-hmm. ones are kind of the, 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 the ones everybody wants. That's interesting because I remember there was a short phase with Magic the Gathering where you could get like Russian cards and those oh, were yeah. sometimes going for more money. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, Tyler, our friend Tyler. Yeah. Um, who seems to be, he's mending, which is awesome. He is, yeah, has a new job. And uh, Rocky both really like Deceased. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rocky was just in here this evening. Yeah, let's talk about that just real quick. Oh, bring, here we go. Oh, yeah. you want to bring this up? That's right. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. So, yeah, so we meant to be. Uh, so everybody knows Rocky. He's been on our podcast before, and on the podcast he told so many stories about his uh, his dog, a corgi named Loki, the beloved Loki, beloved Loki. Um, and it's kind of funny because when you look at Rocky, you know he's kind of that gruffy guy. He is, uh, but he loves that dog. Loves. He's that dog. super precious with that dog. Yeah. I think every morning he gets up, him and Loki go. They Where have they, Bojangles. They Bojangles are Hardies. They get biscuits. And then they come into the store. They share the biscuits. He gives and, Loki a biscuit. Yeah. He eats a biscuit. Loki's been in that store because he's been over in Pal now for about two or three years. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and there's a new tenant that complained about Loki, saying Loki was aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. Had aggressive behavior. Had Anybody defecated said, on the. the oh, pu- I didn't hear the, that part. Yeah, defecated on the public sidewalk, the out, the commons area like sidewalk. Not gonna clean that up. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird to hear that because, like, anybody has ever met Loki, right. Loki is not aggressive at all. Loki goes up to everybody in the store, sniffs them, and wanders off and does his thing. Yes. My friends, uh, they have a little daughter, and we went in the store, and the little daughter, she's eight, mm-hmm. terrified of dogs, mm-hmm. but she was fine with Loki. Nice. Um, so he's going to be getting a petition together uh, because basically he's been told if Loki continues to go to the store, they're going to evict him. That's insane. He, it's all legal and everything. So right. it doesn't sound legal. It well, doesn't sound he, legal at all. But there's he had probably to go, a clause in his lease that covers. He had to meet with lawyers, right? Like I think he yeah. said he did. Oh, that yeah. must have yeah. been a funny uh, interaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So as of right now, I, I guess Loki is not coming to the store. He's been banned from the store. Been banned from the store. Boo, yep. boo. Uh, check out uh, Crypto Comics' uh, Facebook page because they are going to be doing a, online petition. Right? An online petition. They're trying to get together. I hope they get Don Deere involved. Oh, um, we, need, oh. we need some coverage into this. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, Rock Rocky's done. I think the right thing by not like publicly announcing like who this person is or what their story is. Oh yeah, like no that. good. Because he doesn't want to do revenge. He just no. wants to be able to bring his best friend into right. the store with him. Revenge does sound pretty good. Everybody bring your dogs to that shopping <laughs> center. Just have them poop all over the yeah. sidewalks, up and down both uh-huh. sides. There you go. Yeah, but he's been like Rocky has been in that store since day one. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I mean, uh, Rocky doesn't go anywhere with that dog. I can't imagine him working in that store without Loki. Yeah. Uh, it would break his heart. It would break Loki's heart, you know, yeah. to not be able to go back to the store. I guess yeah. he'd have to get like a little kid dressed up in a corgi costume and running around in there to make up for it. Is that he's, the closest? He's got this, he's got this little kid, uh, Miles, that comes in all the time. There you go. Yeah, is that the one uh, he puts on online? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his name. Forgive me if it's not. Uh, but he did say he's going to try to get a petition, get people signed. But if they can, they're going to try to get him back. But if they can't get it to where Loki can come in the store, right. they will look at a new location. He because he's Dang. not going to operate without Loki. See, and I, I would, normally I, I would just chalk that up to a bluster. But with Rocky and Loki, I 100% believe that. Yeah, I can tell you right now. 100%. You see him, and you're thinking, oh, this guy is super gruff. But if you ask him yeah. about Loki, he will pull out his phone. Right. He'll show you. All the pictures of Loki you'll dressed up. You'll get tired of corgi pictures. You'll get so many <laughs> yeah. uh, pictures. Here's Loki dressed as Santa. Here's Loki yeah. as an elf. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, so if we could just possibly motivate a few of you guys to go sign the online petition or even stop in the store. I think he's going to have a petition in the store, right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to have it in the store, and he's also okay. going to have it online yeah, somewhere. Let's, let's try um, to work together and then... Do some good in this world. Yeah, throw some bricks through the other store's windows. Easy, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike, oh, Mike. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're going to get banned from yes. somebody's Twitter. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, just uh, some real Scrooges out there right now. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, so much different ways you could have went about doing anything here. Right. So, yeah, so, you know, hashtag justice for Loki. Justice for Loki. All right. Oh, I just uh, one other uh, yeah. jazz. Yeah, it's weird to go back into <laughs> it now. Jazz had mentioned Static and Shadows of Dakota. Oh, for her favorite uh, DC, DC books. books. Those are yeah. the milestone ones, they right? They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice, nice. Kind of reinvented some of the old, um, was it Dwayne McDuffie and yeah. uh, Milestone characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. really cool characters. Uh, hopefully, some you know they can get farther with Static because I know they've been talking about wanting to do a new animated series or maybe just a regular series with yeah. Static. Yeah, I really, I, I dig Static and uh, a Grant, Human Target. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, the, uh, that's, speaking of Tom King. Phenomenal. If you're a big fan of the uh, Justice League America from the 80s, mm-hmm. Human Target is definitely for you because it's basically a detective story. Human Target has been poisoned, and he has um, three days, I think, to figure out who poisoned him. Right. And oh, he wow. believes it's a member of the Justice, Justice League, League yeah. from the Guy Gardner Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. That incarnation. Uh, incarnation. Ooh. And he's running around with with ice. And it's a fantastic read. Not nice. the drug ice. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually, yeah. So Super now hero. let's pick. Oh, let me. Oh, oh, one last honorable mention yeah. for the DC stack Unstoppable Doom Patrol. I'm surprised more people haven't mentioned it, but that was a very cool book. Oh, it's book. so good. Yeah, yeah. Very surprising. I hope they. I hope it does well enough that they bring it back. Mm. Nice to see Doom Patrol get some love. Doom Patrol got some love, and um, it had a really good twist. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good twist. Yeah. So, okay. So, our top four Wonder Woman. Yes. 
Superman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nightwing, though, is still running strong. Oh, that's yeah. true. And Bruce, Bruce Redondo's killing it on the art. Let's put I will always put Nightwing. As long as it's that creative team and they're keeping that quality, it's right. going to be on my All list. Right. So what's the fourth one going to be, boys? That is a tricky one. Yeah, because like we said again, DC had a good year. So we got Superman, Wonder Woman, Nightwing. Yep. I tell you, has anybody been reading um, uh, Flash? I couldn't no, get I into it. Okay, you didn't like it's kind yeah. of got like a vertigo vibe. It's really Mike, very vertigo. Very vibe. vertigo. Yeah. Mike Mike Diodato's doing the art, and he's huh. doing a fantastic job on art. Um, it's a confusing book for me. Well, okay. now I do want to check it out. I would never yeah. have brought yeah. those two things together. Huh. It's and it's kind of dark, like with the Speed Force. There's like none yeah. of this sounds like the Flash. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's like I said when you read it after you read a couple it issues. It reads like a horror book. Yes, it reads it's like DC's horror. It's basically okay. DC's horror book. Yeah, well, it I'm reads check like it, out. it reads like a vertigo horror book from the nineties. How's it selling? It does well, not obviously Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman numbers. Okay, but uh, but it does okay. Um, I'm okay. My thinking is it's got to be between that Flash, uh-huh. Birds of Prey, or Doom oh, Patrol. Ooh, I'm kind of leaning towards City Boy because of its unique. Oh, that's oh. true. Let's do City Boy. Let's put City Boy in there. Okay. That's right. a that's a good pick. So our uh, thanks four, Ziggy for the City Boy pick. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, Nightwing, and City Boy. Yeah, that's a good mix. It's a awesome. strong list. Yeah, uh, speaking of strong and Marvel, the Hulk is definitely going to be on this list, I believe. So good. Philip Kennedy Johnson is the writer, and Nick Klein. Nick Klein on art. Yep. Um, speaking of horror. Speaking of horror, uh, it's uh, the last run, a little controversial for some people. Right. Um, but I think everybody's been so far on board with this run. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that last run, the one that is between Immortal Hulk and this one, really went over too well with people. It, it was such a radical concept. It was really out there as far as an idea. Yeah. But um, Horror Hulk seems to be working really well. Yeah, I think uh, the Hulk, and I like how how much animosity the Hulk has now for Bruce Banner. Yeah, right. to where he's like Bruce Banner. Don't even hang out with people. Don't make friends because I'm going to destroy everything. They've added this uh, runaway girl, um, and there's some kind of demonic being that's... It ties in a lot to the Al Ewing book, from what it I does. understand. It does. It has that vibe, strong, strong vibe. And, and speaking of X-Files, it almost has that sort of episodic feel to it as it well. It does. Yep. And they they introduced like a Ghost Rider-ish character in the new arc. Um, but it's, it's, it's a horror book, a Marvel horror book. It's a lot of body horror. Um, mm-hmm. and they, and they, and they're definitely, it's, I don't think it's monthly. I think it is a little faster than monthly. Um, but I think they're already on issue seven of it, but it's a fantastic read. The Hulk's got to be on that list. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely, it's the first one I kind of think of when, um, and it's good too, because Hulk is one of those characters that deserves an A-list writer and A-list artist. Yeah. Um, and so it's good to see Marvel really kind of focus on Hulk. Uh, Jamie mentioned her favorite, um, a book this year is X-Men, uh, especially with what they've done now with Kitty Pride turning oh, her into Shadow, Shadow Cat. Cat. Yes. Uh, yes. The Shadow yes, Cat stuff it. has been amazing. It's seeing Shadow Cat just not care any longer and mm-hmm. just killing people. Well, I don't know if it's that she doesn't care. She cares too much, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to, on that note, Immortal X-Men, to me, was so consistent and so strong. And that's ending, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that in red. Is it ending uh, issue 18? Or I think it's one more? think so it's right around there okay mm-hmm. yeah uh mortal x-men is super is super good uh 
And the thing I liked about it, because I didn't really start reading X-Men again until the fall of X started. Right. And I've been able to mostly follow what's going on. They, mm-hmm. they, they've done well with doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, McKay, and I love you, McKay, but this is not going to be one of our top four. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. sorry. Amazing Spider-Man. Come on, Ron. Give it a chance. Uh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, Grant uh, mentioned, and I'm going to agree with him, uh, mm-hmm. Daredevil has had a strong year. So strong. Uh, yeah. I thought when Sardowski left the book that it would there would be a decline because mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the new art, the new writer. Right. But the book has stayed strong into like the Daredevil new. does for the past yeah. thirty years. I we've mean, mentioned seriously. before. Yeah, it, yeah, it's probably been Marvel's most consistent book. Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal how good it is. Uh, and Jazz mentioned um, Black Panther. Uh, e viewing is is doing the book now. And I've read the first issue of the new run, mm-hmm. and they really—it's interesting. Black Panther is kind of without a country now. Right. Um, it's it's van- It's a it's a cool way that they're doing the Black Panther. Hmm. Yeah, and it seems like they introduced a couple new characters here recently in the book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, I know you'll agree with me on this one. I think hey, one well, that's flown under the radar quite a bit that I thought is, was consistent. It, it's almost an X Men book in its own way. Uh, Invincible Iron Man. Yes. Um, now, Bill, you're going to be mad that I didn't get the issues from you, but I've been <gasps> reading Mike's issues of Iron Man. I knew it. This um, time. Double dipping. I knew it. Double dipping. I, f- I kind of ran cold on the last volume of Iron Man yeah. Mm-hmm. with uh, Hellcat. Right. Mm-hmm. But this run, who's the, who's the writer? Jerry Dugan. Yeah, he's, he's really good. They're doing it like where Tony is writing his autobiography. Mm-hmm. And as he's writing it, he's explaining what's going on there. Like doing like the classical Iron Man story where... There's a hostile takeover of Stark Technologies, right. but they've they've tied it in really well with X Men, with Emma Frost, and with um, who's the villain? Thalong. He's the one that bought Stark Industries and is actually sent into production Stark Sentinels. So it's Sentinels based off of Stark Technology, Jeez. and that's bad news. That's scary. Yep. Garen, uh, from my guys, yeah, uh, his favorite Marvel book of the year has been Ultimate Invasion. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people are excited for uh, what's coming up with the Ultimate Universe. So. Mm-hmm. Including Ryan, yeah. okay. I don't think anybody has to worry if they're trying to get a copy of that Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Like, we're, a we're ordering a ton of those. Yeah. Uh, and Sam, uh, also my guys, yeah, Sam and Soto. Phoenix uh, Gaming, Dark Droids. Okay. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cool creative um, ideas in that book. Very cool. It's like a, basically like a Star Wars horror book mm-hmm. where there's a uh, droid that wants free reign, free will. Yeah. And he, he's infecting every droid in the Star Wars universe, and he's trying to figure a way to infect humans. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I, and, and it's one of those ones you don't need to have read the... Uh, you don't need to read all this. There's a, It's a big crossover. It's huge. It's been going for like three months. <laughs> it's like 30 issues. Yeah. But you can read dark droids. Just okay. Court, yeah, just and, okay. And understand and have a good storyline okay, there. Okay, good. Yeah. What about you, Bill? Any Marvel books you're thinking of? So, I think the recent, I guess, is it uh, Ryan North on uh, Fantastic Four? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. With Ivan Coelho doing the so art. So good. Yep. Um, it's such a good mix of, like, the family aspect of Fantastic Four mm-hmm. along kind of with the sci-fi aspect of Fantastic Four. And on that note, it, it feels very classic and modern married together as well. Right, correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I'm not, like, the biggest Fantastic Four fan. I another feel like another book that's hard to write because it's it's so dated and in, in the it's sense dated. it's like the like with DC with Superman's yep. uh, cast uh-huh. they they it's too dated it's like they don't they won't let the characters grow out of like They're their archetypes in the 60s right 
this book, I feel like there is the only character there's really still no growth with is mm-hmm. Human Torch. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he is the youngest, so you expect is, the growth but, to but be slower. But like what they've done with Ben Graham in this book, right? And I like also like they mostly only they don't do more than two issue stories. Mm. Everything is usually one and done or a two Pretty issue short. arc. Mm-hmm. There's the overarching arc. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's been fun to see like what Ryan Noth has done with this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's cool too because Fantastic Four is once again it's one a Marvel's kind of showpiece books like it should be it's it's yeah. the marvel's first family it should deserve uh, a good writer and a good artist Ooh. so i'm glad that there's st- kind of spotlight in fantastic four uh and we all know that with the the movie stuff coming up there will be seeing a lot more of them oh and by the way chef's kiss uh alex ross doing the art oh, the co- the oh yeah, yeah dr yeah. doom riding a dr doom dinobot is amazing <laughs> cover the year so far yeah uh, hey, um, you know, you've heard me talk about this crossover uh, a couple of times on the show. Big fan of that. But Ben Percy, man, he's killing it on both Wolverine and Ghost Rider. Both of true. those books, super high quality. Both just nails the characters. And he's been doing Wolverine legit. for a while now, hasn't he? Uh, and Predator 40. versus yeah. Wolverine. Yes, yes. All yeah. three of He's killing it. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. just got that voice for both of those characters. He does. Fits so well. So, yeah, Wolverine and Ghost Rider have both been stellar. Yeah, I hope he gets to. He's one of the ones that maybe sticks around when uh, everything gets reshuffled right. next summer. Yeah, um, he's about to start the Wolverine Sabretooth War. Yes, which is going to be a ten-part story. Looks awesome. Lots of output from that guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Mulchin, uh-huh. who I believe is oh. going to come on in a couple episodes, right? He mentioned he said uh, his favorite Marvel book this year, uh-huh. and this may be controversial to Mike, is the New Ooh. Punisher. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that Frank Castle is off the board. I didn't read the second issue. I I haven't read the second issue yet. Okay. All right. right. Uh, Frank Castle is off the board. Uh They didn't like already like retro everything that Jason Aaron did in his run. Right. Um, In a way, I get they're having their cake and eating it too. Like, Mm -hmm. because this Punisher is having the same stuff that's happened. He's got his uh, girl in the chair. His family's just been (laughs) murdered. But I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting take. It was. A lot better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I bought the second one. Like okay. Bill, I haven't read it yet. Okay. But everyone seemed to love it so much. I was like, you know you're what? Gonna I'm going to give the second Good one a you, chance. Mike. I read the yeah. first one a little bit late yeah. at night. So I'm going to go back again for it and, and, yeah. and see if uh, see if I like it more. So we'll okay. see. Yeah. There, you, there you go. There's my concession. Yeah. This is a character arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Mike. <laughs> Mike's um, growth. Speaking of books that um, Mike and I were talking about beforehand, we're just kind of... You know, Befuddle, we understand, like, the first issue was $10, so that was, like, a bad entry. That's right. so rough. Um, but God's has been so good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Hickman, right? It's Hickman. Yeah. It is high, con- it's so it's high hi- concept. It's high concept. But it's easy to follow, I thought. It yeah. was. And after the Krakoan era stuff with mm-hmm. all those info dump pages, I was a little weary. It's like, I don't know that I can do another book by him right now. Right. But uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised. By the time I was over with the first issue, I, I honestly loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot of people describe it as, as Marvel's attempt at a Sandman book. It does feel very much like um, Vertigo style. But uh, but no, it's it's and it, it's one of those books too. You can kind of tell that when the numbers don't drop. So like you know, I ha- I've had the Ooh. same number of people oh, for really? God's issue one and God's issue two, huh. God's issue three. So you don't see that normal like a little drop off. You know, it's it's kind of maintained the, the its numbers, which is a good sign. Yeah. I'm curious to see mm-hmm. uh, when trades come out on that if that that pricing is going to be uh, yeah. more appealing to people. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah it could be. And Hickman stuff usually reads better in trade paperback, mm-hmm. um, only because, like you said, Ryan, you know, he does these little kind of sometimes two and three issue story arcs, but then there's an overarching 
story yeah. to all of it that kind of which seems to be what's going on get with lost. Gods. It seems like yeah, every absolutely. issue has been like a one and done. Yes. But there is an kind over, of an overarching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we got to figure Four. It. Okay. So I think the Hulk is definitely on this list. Yeah. I, I think I the agree. Hulk's got to be on there. Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I put fair. Daredevil on that's there. Fair. The rest, that's pretty, it's, it's pretty it's close tough. Territory. I mean. Because we didn't even get into uh, Al Ewing on Immortal Thor. Let's do Thor real quick. Um, I know think? I know people that read the first issue and bounced off of it. Mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> I uh, read the first issue, and I was kind of on the fence. Okay. But by the end of issue two, I was in. Okay. Ah. Yeah. And what, ah. what was it? Just kind of the... Because uh, he's really getting into like some of the mythological... And he's doing a lot more of that. So like the first issue, you're introduced to the Ultra Thor, or whatever wow. his name is. It's like the Stranger Things, like the Upside Down universe yeah, kind of it was, Asgard. It was a lot of down. It's like, this is too much for the first issue. Okay. But by second issue, Thor is trapped in a lo- little Loki-verse where Loki is trying to teach him a lesson. Nice. For the second and the third issue. Yeah. And so by those points, it's settled down a little bit. And they're now doing this fun thing near the... I, I think the fifth issue just came out. I've not read it yet. Mm-hmm. But the fourth issue, Thor has found a way to take the powers of the hammer and transfer it to a bunch of other people that are now the Thor core. Ah. So you got Beta Beta Bill is in there. Lady Sif has uh, okay. the Thor powers. Loki has Thor powers. Really? And it's just a fun book. So I'm hoping Al Ewing's got this big... like. With the with the Hulk and more right. Hulk, You're this right. big sweeping story arc he's planning, and it just is now getting into where it's going to take more time and like let to, these concepts breathe to build. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's one that comes to mind as far as a uh, book that a lot of people have been talking about this year. I'm gonna have to read another number two issue. I'm on the fence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but hey, that's the good thing is that you're willing to right, try. Got you yeah, again. Yeah. 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 Um, I really dug Unleashed. Like okay. uh, where all the yeah. uh, Marvel uh, pets, pets come together oh, yeah. and fight and fight Blackheart. Yeah, super fun. I know it's not going to make this list, but I I want to get it out there. It's Shout a fun out. book. Yeah. All right. So we got Hulk and Daredevil. Uh-huh. What else are we thinking? I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for Mortal X Men. I think Mortal X Men. It was, it, was okay. it was a core foundational book for that series. It was consistent. Um, really good stuff. Yeah, I think an X Men book has to be in there. But what year was um. Uh, Roz, uh, I guess powers and yeah, powers and house. 2019. Yep. So it's been a minute. All yeah. right, we can, we can take that out. <laughs> Bill, how long have you ran this comic? I lose track of time, okay. Ryan. I'm like yeah. that god memento dude. It all feels like this t- today. That's I also want to uh, mention with the X Men, Uncanny Spider Man was really fun. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Astonishing Iceman mm-hmm. was really fun of the of the minis they did. Right. I'm gonna say because we just talked about it. I really liked. Thor. Okay. Are we okay with Thor as the fourth one? You'd rather put that in over the uh, Fantastic Four? Actually, no, Fantastic Four. Okay. There you go. Because it's Doom on a a Doom uh, dinosaur. Doom dinosaur, (laughs) and also the fact that they made me like Ben Grimm. And they made you like Ben Grimm. Uh, So, so far we have Hulk, Daredevil, Immortal X-Men, and Fantastic Four for our Marvel ones. And now we go to Indies. And Mike... Transformers. I was going to say, we decided, Bill and I spoke, and we decided... We can't have any book that's based off an 80s toy line. Hey. Ooh, good Podcast gosh. over, I quit. <laughs> yeah, that's- and it, it's easy to say Void Rivals and Transformers. Yeah, really A lot easy. of people 
who gave us their decisions, did put Grant, put Transformers. Um, I think Transformers has been mentioned a lot in here. Transformers is awesome. Well, I think there's a payoff because I think a lot of people that love those characters want the book to be good. And yep. when it's amazing like it is, there's there's a very good payoff. It feels satisfying. You're like, oh, it's actually a good book. So, man, love it. And Danny Warren Johnson, I mean, every, everybody loves that guy. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamie uh, loved uh, Void Rivals. Yeah, um, by Robert Kirkman. Yep, and that's uh, one thing with Void Rivals number one that does not happen in this industry any longer. Uh, surprise! This is Massive yeah, surprise. yeah, the secret of just yeah. Um, yep. Which when you're Kirkman, I guess you can pull that off, right? Mm-hmm. You have the yeah, yeah. Um, and not only a big surprise, but a good book. Yes, right. Um, and it doesn't even need the Transformers references. It's on its own. It, it's just a very interesting book. I hate that's going to be till March before we get the next issue of Void Rivals. Boo! Transformers is super fun, mm-hmm. and we're going to get uh, GI Joe the day after Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas! Yeah, we're going to be getting a couple Joe books as a matter of fact because you got the the Cobra Commander miniseries coming out with the origin of Cobra Commander. Yep, and then a uh, Duke miniseries. Yep. I like so, how they're doing this, like the MCU. They're introducing it one at a time, slowly they are. building it, it. Kind of like making building blocks and and the foundation. Yeah, and for people that want to get on the ground floor, there's not. It's good, and they said they're going to keep it like this about four books. Perfect. So for people that are worried about, like, you know, money is, is really tight today, you can get the Void Rivals, Transformers, right. and whatever the G.I. Joe books is. You don't have to read the Larry Hama book if you don't want to. It's its, it's own it's, thing. It's its own thing, but it's selling well now, right? Fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah, people, they, they seem to, uh, and, and part of it's just, they admire that he's kept the story going now for 302 issues. Yeah. Kind of like Savage Dragon, you think of that. Correct, Spawn. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what they've done here is just, nothing short of brilliance yeah like i'm not the biggest transformer fan and i'm loving it yeah i think daniel warren johnson's definitely brought like his own kind of vibe to it Mm -hmm. and i think someone was telling the story to where hasbro didn't want him to put the scene in with the deer and Uh, that's an awesome and it's an awesome scene and he kind of he explained to one of the execs at Hasbro. He said, "Listen, it doesn't make a lot of sense now. It may seem gratuitous now." He said, "But I promise you'll see the payoff later." And sure enough, you know, later on you get the the, the reason why. Mm. And uh, um, I just thought it was a touching scene. I mean, he you know, Prime legitimately felt horrible about yes. that. He's like, "Oh no, whatever." Right. Yeah. That's what's killed the uh, Bay movies for me. Is yeah. they they don't really have as much of that empathy. That no, Prime, Prime is a war have. criminal in yeah. the Bay movies. Yeah. Uh, people's faces. I just off. remember what at the- some point he's just like, like someone's like, "What should we do, Optimus?" He's like, uh, "Should we let him go?" He's like, "No, kill them, kill them all." Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. Optimus, Prime? "Optimus Prime, what's <laughs> going wrong with you?" Like, oh um, I would say too, and this is uh, McKay, and I. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with this. My favorite book of the year. Oh. A Local Man. Oh, the Tim Seeley. Uh... Yeah, so it's essentially, it's uh, there's a character named Crossjack. Think of like one of the 90s image books, like the shoulder pads and all right. that craziness. He gets kicked out of this group and he's forced to return home. He can't use the name Crossjack because it's been copyrighted. <laughs> and his arch nemesis comes to town and is murdered. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to solve the murder. So what the book huh. does is the front of the book reads like a really good, like almost like a Bendis detective story. All right. And then there's a flip side, which is one of the lost comics of the 90s where they do like they did a special called the gold special. They did. I remember um, seeing that. It's very meta, but it works so well. It's a. It's like what you said, Antony Fleece. Tim Seeley and Tony, F- yeah, the guy that did um, the Hack dog. Slash. 
Well, Tim Sibley did, but Tony Fleeks, didn't he do? Stray Dogs. Stray Dogs. Yeah. So it's uh, two really good indie indie mm. creators own, I think, the top of their game. They're eight issues into it now. Okay. It's a fantastic book. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's For me, it's the do a powerbomb of this year. Bam. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, local man. Jazz mentioned, and this is IDW book, uh, uh-huh. Catfight. Oh, no, um, that I hadn't read. It's it's fun. It's like it's a heist book where there's this guy. He wants to be a thief, like a master thief, like his grandmother. Okay. Oh, he gets cool. framed for his grandmother's murder. Oh. And he's trying to, uh, you know, find the real killers. But at the same time, he's being chased by other thieves that loved his grandmother. Um, and she likes something called Family Time, which is a, a Blaze book. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, I'm not either. These and, are deep cuts. And yeah. Blue Lock, which... Is, uh, oh, which is a manga. Very famous manga. Everybody knows Blue Lock. I discovered if I'm not familiar with the book, yes. it's got to be a manga because that's like my that's blind your, spot. I don't, spot right? of, like I don't know a lot of manga or like anime. If you're on Jeopardy and the category was manga. I'm just walking away. And uh, Ziggy, something is killing the children. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. It continues to be a cut above the, the others. So. Yeah, there, yeah, there are people that uh, they come in uh, the day that book comes out specifically for that book. Wow. Do you find the the, uh, House of Slaughter does as well for you? Not quite as well. Okay. But still good numbers. Yeah. And they're about to do a third book. So so something's killing children, I'm I'm close to 50 copies a month. Wow. And House of Slaughter, I'm like around 20 to 24. Which is still crazy for an indie book, Which is still fantastic for an indie book. Yeah. Mm I want to give out a shout to Sean Murphy. I'm quite a bit of a Sean Murphy fanboy. And he's got a book on massive publishing called Plot Plot Holes. Holes, yeah. Really cool idea. It's a fictional group of warriors, and they travel into books to fix their plots before the book gets canceled uh, and therefore ends that reality of the book or whatever. So they're extending the reality of these books by fixing the plot holes so the publisher doesn't cancel the book. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really cool idea. That's a cool, yeah. Uh, and great art and story. I love Sean Murphy. So. And it's called Plot Holes? Plot Holes. The Plot Holes specifically. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, you can you can borrow them. Okay. It, like you do. And I'll let you borrow Thor. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. We did a great thing on my other podcast mm-hmm. uh, where we did, uh, we exchanged so Christmas swap. gifts. Yeah. And I gave Mike back his books I had borrowed for his, uh, <laughs> and I was like, going, I knew these are books that you needed because I have them. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Indigo Children, I'd like to throw out there too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indigo Children was good really stuff. good. Yeah. Any ones that you can think well, of? Well, I'm just going to put a shout out for um, you James Tinian fans for uh, World Tree. Mm. Uh, um, if you are looking for a dark book, there's a, there's a portion of the internet, the, the under, I forget what the name of the group is. But it's it's kind of a little bit like kind of the um, what do they call it section of the internet, Ryan, where it's the uh, the Silk Road and the, the uh, dark web, the dark web, yes. yeah, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, it's dun, like dun. do a scary voice effect there, the it's, dark web. It's like the dark web taken to the nth degree. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. If you are looking for something new to try out, uh, James Tenney, and it's only on issue maybe seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're doing a break right now. Right. Um, it's I been think a minute. the first. It's going to be collected soon. First five or six are out, right? It's yeah. It's, has it been collected yet in the trade? Yeah, I think the first graphic novel is out. Okay, yeah, it's called World Tree. It's yeah. spelled weird. It's spelled, spelled like uh, yeah, World T R E three three. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Petrol Hit actually surprised me. I read the first Ooh. issue of Petrol mm-hmm. Hit, and yeah. it was fun too. From Image, right? From Image, yeah. yeah. Hey, Charles Soule knocked it out with uh, eight billion genies. If you ask me, oh, uh, that's right. Book. Was that this year? It was still going. It didn't okay. start in 2023, but it was still being published. Sounds like 2019 to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, is it just me? You know, 
horror comics aren't a genre that particularly does much for me personally. But is it just me or has there been like a huge influx of horror comics the last year or two years maybe? It just seems like there's been a whole lot. It there has been. like that. And it, it could just be the residual of uh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the kind of the zombie thing craze hit big about 12, 15 years ago. Yep. Speaking of horror, I'm glad you did because I almost forgot this one. Um, weirdly enough, my second favorite book of the year. Uh, it's called Phantom Road by Jeff Lemire. Oh, how is that? Lemire. It's so good. It's like... Um, you're not going to understand this reference because you don't play video games, but it's Resident Evil meets Kentucky Zero. Meets Pac-Man Kentucky Fever. Kentucky Zero. <laughs> um, it's essentially this truck driver is being forced to to transport this egg, mm-hmm. but it forces them into an alternate world where everything is destroyed except for there's these weird humanoid things that are after them, and there's, think Bucky's, like this giant gas station that right. has this giant, this beer for a mascot, that's the only thing you see in this world. And in the real world, there's a detective. She's trying to investigate, figure out what's going on. And at one time, it seems like she may have been forced into this world. Mm-hmm. It's Jeff Lemire, so it's Ooh. got that weirdness Weird. to it. Yeah. Uh, the art is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a cool concept. I think it's seven issues in. I think they got a collection of the first five. Right. Uh, but Phantom Road is phenomenal. Nice. Anybody else have any other suggestions? Oh, I mean, that's tapping it out kind of for me at the yeah, list I made. I but, I, you me. know, I'll tell you, there's been a couple books you guys have mentioned that I'm, I'm going to check out that I wasn't going to otherwise. So, yep. cool. And that's the reason we do these. So yeah, people just, can, because all the books that we're, we're mentioning are, for the most part, on new volumes right now to right. where you can easily get caught up. Right. Because I think Wonder Woman, the fourth issue just came out today. Right. Superman's into issue nine. Nine. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do our four for independent oh, titles. Oh, gosh. All right. So, obviously, do we just want to say Void Riders slash Transformers, no. put them as one? Nope. Absolutely not. You've been ruled against. Okay. Yeah. Two different books. Okay. Sorry, okay. I got a little hard on that one, but it's... Uh, do we want? Do we <laughs> think both books deserve to be on the list? Because I would say I Transformers. I um, would put Transformers over Void Rivals, but okay. I could make an argument that both of Let's them Let's do Transformers for now. All right. I, I want to <laughs> say Local Man. Fair. I think that's fair. Any of that you have your heart on? I mean... Like I said, World Tree was the one that first came to mind. Nice. I was gonna say uh, Young Blood. What year was Young Blood? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's like merging together. Um, Um, I say World Tree should be on there. Okay. Okay. Now, so Mike, I'm gonna let you decide here. Void rivals or plot holes? Ooh. Ooh, Mike. Huh. I'm gonna make him him do his baby. Sophie's choice. I know. That's yeah. yeah. I I love Void Rivals. Kirkman does a great job with it, but Mm -hmm. I think. Largely because I'm such a Sean Murphy fanboy, and because it's a really original the idea. Concept is novel. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to plot holes. Okay, plot holes. And is plot holes like ongoing? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's on massive publishing, which we don't know how long that will last. Right. So it's, it's ongoing as long as it can. Okay. And also, obviously, if you're listening, if you're listening at home, independent comics, like we can't stress this enough, get the floppies if you can. Mm. You may have to for some of these, like get at least the first, mm-hmm. the first collection in a trade. But for independent <laughs> titles, especially, a lot of them live and die by the Sales. by the floppies. Right. Yeah. All right. So, oh my goodness. All right. So we got twelve here. Shoo. Wonder Woman, Superman, Nightwing, City Boy, Hulk, Daredevil, Immortal X Men, Fantastic Four, Transformers, Local Man, World Tree, and Plot Holes. And we got to sum of this down to five. 
Well, so we should definitely pick one from each group, right? Okay, so we'll do that first. I mean, first of all, that is an impeccable pull list. If that is your pull yeah. list of comics... You're <laughs> amazing. It's a strong... Steven, if you're listening, this is your new <laughs> pull list. Um, Ryan is creating your pull list out of thin air. I'm going to say for the DCs, my favorite DC book of the year was Wonder Woman. And I can't see a top five list without Wonder Woman on it. It's a dead tie between that and Superman for me. I I might edge out to Wonder Woman, though, just because I did not expect it to be on that level of quality. Okay. So for right now, Wonder Woman is there. Out of the next four, the Hulk, Daredevil, Immortal, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Hulk is the one that jumps out at me. Yeah, me too. The Hulk does for me, too. Okay, so Hulk. I know there's somebody at home right now listening to this like going, come on, dear devil, come out there. <laughs> um, and then for the Transformers, Local Man, World Tree, and Potholes, I Transformers. think Transformers. <laughs> it's going to be hard to talk Mike out of that no, one. No, Transformers <laughs> is making this list. Right. And, you know, uh, good for him, too, because last year he was our arguably our favorite book of the year with Do a Powerbomb, mm-hmm. and he's right back there this year with Transformers. Solid stuff. Yep. I'm kind of curious how they're going to do that, though. Uh, I know he's... Six is coming out in March. I wonder if they'll take a break then or if he's going to have like a guest artist come in. Right. If they're good. Yeah. And, you know, on that book, again, a, a note that I think is important is that it, it does a good job of feeling almost like a Steven Spielberg-esque like 80s blockbuster movie where mm-hmm. there's awesome action, but there's also like heart and soul to it. And again, right. that deer scene really paints a lot to that. It does. But there, there's a great heart to that book as well. Yep. It's a phenomenal book. All right. So Wonder Woman, Hulk, and Transformers are definitely in our top five. So we just yeah. need two wild cards. yeah, yeah. yeah. Two wild cards. Uh, I'm passionate for local man, but are there any that you're passionate about? Out of the ones that are left, yeah, I'd have to agree with Mike. Superman's probably my second favorite out of the DCs. Okay. Um, Nightwing's getting overshadowed here. I'm afraid it's still so good. My corner's like pulled I off know. the road right now, screaming <laughs> into the. <laughs> uh, he's got his bat out. Um, I'm okay with Superman. Marvel wise. The next one I would pick, golly, it's tough to say. See, if we replace, if we don't put Local Man on here, I'm happy with the Fantastic Four being in the top five, but I really loved Local Man. But I can't push it because obviously you two haven't read it. Right. Like fools. Um, (laughs) But... Daredevil, Fantastic Four. Daredevil's... uh, Daredevil's another one just for the consistency. Mm. Fantastic Four, you got the Alex Ross covers, which may be a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, if I'm picking between that and Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, I might go Fantastic Four just because I'm so used to Daredevil being so good, and the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four is kind of a nice surprise. It is. Yeah. It is. How's it sell? Good. So I'm, I'm around 30 copies a month on Fantastic Four. Maybe so like it's 32. to keep most of the audience at when because Wade was the last writer for Fantastic Four, right? Right. If anything, it's maybe bumped up slightly. Okay. Yeah. So... That's our top five with Local Man being six. That, just so I'm just you can throw that in there, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so out of those five, right. I think the book of the year, Mike, prepare to smile, I think it's Transformers. Okay. Not only because it's quality, but what it's helped do for the comic stores. Okay. Because it, it sells well, right? It does. I sold out of, I sold out of every issue so far. Yep. And I just got uh, second print number twos in this week. And it's so rare... To see people, everybody that excited about a book. Right. Yeah, there's not really any negative blowback online, even on like Reddit or message boards forums. Mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing anybody ganging up on it. Everyone even from it. the hardcore Transformers fans, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. G1 yeah. mm-hmm. fans that yeah. are yeah. yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's uh yeah. Good for him, two years in a row. Yeah. Who what's everybody think for two? I'm going between Wonder Woman, 
and Superman myself. Okay, I would put it between Wonder Woman and Hulk. I would lean toward Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, only because, agree with Wonder only Woman because I've read a great run of Immortal Hulk here uh, a couple yeah, years ago. Good point. Good point. And right. it's, it seems it feels like it's been a minute since I've read an awesome Wonder Woman story. Yeah, I'll go right. with that. So Wonder Woman definitely too. So it looks like we're between Superman and Hulk then for third. Yeah. Ooh, God. We could. Uh, we're we're going to finally figure out Superman who's versus Hulk who's strongest. Yeah. Yeah. We could just do like they do in the comics and have him end in a tie. No. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, then have number five be uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Is everybody okay with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So yeah. we're Transformers, Wonder Woman, Hulk and Superman and tie, tie. Just like it always and is. Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. Nice. It's a strong year. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, okay, you, you, so. you probably could have put more indie books on there. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I think for, for what we're dealing with. Yeah. So what do we think of uh, far as publisher of the year? Can we can we narrow that down to a famous publisher? That's, uh, yeah, if we're going by this, like uh, both Marvel and DC both tied, but I would say publisher of the year, for me, hands down, is DC. Okay. I would agree. I hate it, the fact that they've had three uh, big events this year. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right. But I think DC has hit it out of the park with a lot of their new number ones. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like the they have a high success rate on the these relaunch books. Do you feel like you're bumping up a, a lot in sales with DC books this year? Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but my initial instinct is yes. Okay. Yeah, it feels Ooh. like that way. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. 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 A good list. Hopefully, people have heard stuff in there that they like. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can always, like we say, usually for most of these books here, the first stories have already been collected into trades. Yeah. He's got back issues here. Um, and you can easily get onto a subscription, and you get 20% off for the subscriptions. You do. And I like the fact that all these books were someone's favorite books. You know, the year, like, I mean, the different recommendations, and uh, it just goes to show you how many, despite what people may say online, how many great books there are right now in the market, uh, how wide and diverse the, the choices mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really a great time, in my opinion, it's really a great time to be a comic book fan. Yeah, that's what dumbfounded me about and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Of course. But it, it dumbfounded me the discourse of the last few weeks because I think I think this happens every like ten years or somebody it feels has that like narrative. It. Yeah. The comic industry yeah. is dead. It feels somebody like did it. a meme with uh, Doctor Manhattan where it's like, yes. it's the 1950s comics are dying. Right. It's the 1970s oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. comics are dying. Right. Um, but honestly. If you can't find books to read right now, oh, yeah, 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 read what you like from the past because there are good books out there today. Yeah, there's there's a lot of st- a lot yeah. of stuff. I think for people that are concerned, don't be concerned because I think the industry is strong. Yeah. Well, books of the week then. Oh, okay. I forgot. About- I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pick OG X Men. OG. Now, like, what, what does OG stand for, Ryan? Original. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> it's the, uh, I think it's a one shot, but it's a lost story with the original X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christos Cage, I think, I believe is writing it. I'm excited to try it out. Nice. Very good. Yep. Um, for mine, I'm going to pick the new uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips hardback, oh. uh, Where the Body Was. Oh. So a lot of their hardbacks, they kind of exist in the same universe. Yeah. Um, and some of the stories, we even have some of the same characters. To my understanding, this is brand new. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's kind of a, uh, um, if you're familiar with the movie, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Rashomon. Yeah. Where it's the same story told from different perspectives. Okay. So this is set in the suburbs, and it's told by like the perspective of seven or eight different people that live in this kind of suburb. Um, so it's kind of a murder mystery, obviously. 
you follow like a there's like a suburban wife there's like a guy who's a mechanic um but if you're looking for something kind of that's as a standalone uh ed brubaker and sean phillips they always knock it out of the park they've done several things incognito uh, like criminal criminal yeah. they had just been doing i hope they get back to it after these because i think this year they've done the black two originals is the lawless series yes um they've been fantastic uh, but they work together well. Um, his kid, actually, mm-hmm. one of my other books that really was well good this oh, year, that's right. uh, Texas a, Blood and te- the Enfield Gang Massacre. Yeah, the two um, books go together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so where the body was, it's it's out in hardback this week. Yep, really good. I love I love how they're doing this now. Me too. Yep, Mike. Tough one for me. A lot of the books that we talked about on our list tonight came out this week. Um, I'm really tempted to pick Wonder Woman because we all love it, and it's going to go straight to the top of the pile. But you know, I think I'm going to recommend Wolverine number 40 because right now they're doing a series of runs where each issue is a standalone issue featuring him teaming up with another character. So that's just great for anybody to pick up and read. There was the Ghost Rider one. Yep. There was the, yeah. This week he's teaming up with Spidey. Spidey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, facing some Stark Sentinels in that. And it's so consistently good. Like I said, Ben Percy just knocks out of the park with Wolverine mm. uh, Logan. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Wolverine 40. Good nice. choice. Good pick. For recommendations. We did a lot of recommendations already. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend the TV show, though. Do it. Uh, Fargo. Ah, okay. If um, you ever watched Fargo, uh, seasons movie? one, see, yeah, and yeah. the TV show. Okay. Season, it's an anthology, so each season is a different story. Hmm. Uh, seasons one and two were phenomenal. Three was okay and four was okay, but it's, it feels like it was kind of going on the downward trend. Okay. Season five. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a uh, Juno Temple from Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. play Keely. Yeah. She's a suburban mom with a secret. Uh, she's being hunted by her, uh, I think her ex, uh, John Hamm. And I had never saw Juno Temple anything except for Ted Lasso. Right. But to see how much of a badass she is on this show, like she, the first episode has like two incredibly intense sequences. And she gives it her all. Okay. Like you can tell, like she needs better material on Ted Lasso. Yeah, but yeah, Fargo is back, and this is like it's such a good season. Oh, nice. uh, FX and Hulu. Okay. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. People rave about it. Uh, such all, a good show. All the seasons, really. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those since it's an anthology, you don't have to have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, first season you do because it's tied in. It's a good show. Yeah. Mike. You know, I'm going to take a dramatic left turn here, oh. and I want everyone to look up the name David Grush, G-R-U-S-C-H, I believe is how it's spelled. If you don't know who this is, he is a high-ranking government, or was a high-ranking government intelligence officer, and he's recently become a whistleblower uh, about UFOs, UAPs as they're now known, Unidentified oh. Aerial Phenomenon. And he's a whistleblower following the recent whistleblower protocols that were uh, put in place, and it's astonishing. There's, there's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Highly recommended. Uh, one of the best places you can start, and I know everyone's mileage on Joe Rogan may differ, but I highly recommend checking out the Joe Rogan episode with David Grush. It's going to blow your mind. There's so much news that's coming out. Um, it's so interesting. Non-human intelligence, uh, obviously tying back to Roswell up till now and even before, but it really looks like there has been a government project in place to harvest uh, the remains of ufos and biological pilots thereof and what? we've been using this in the government and uh, it's lockheed martin's name that comes up as to where some of the technology has been farmed out to 
And, you know, it's been speculation for years and years and years. It's a cycle that keeps coming and going. But with these new whistleblower protocols, it looks like this is actually really happening and disclosure is slowly coming. Um, just check it out, David Grush. Because they had actually had a Congress hearing like a, a couple congressional months back. congressional hearing, absolutely, yeah. to yeah. see if, you know, where this money's been going. Are these blacklisted programs, do they exist? Why has this been kept from Congress? Why is this not in the public domain? Uh, you know, it, there's a lot of speculation, but it's really starting to look like a lot of this is completely true. Uh, and whether or not the public can handle it, I I don't know that's another story but i highly recommend everyone really looking into yourself and making up your own mind because it's astonishing man i guess the truth is out there yeah somewhere and so, uh, another independent yeah. book uh blue oh. books <laughs> that's true oh yes. yeah. yeah another james tinian <laughs> yeah. yeah fantastic Big dark Kyan. horse yeah and bill so for my recommendation i'm gonna i'm gonna go back in time dc's been doing these fantastic uh i guess you call them facsimile editions ah. Uh, they've been doing the uh, Frank Miller uh, Year One. Oh! So if you've never had a chance to read uh, Frank Miller, David Mazzucchelli, it's uh, I think in the floppies they've just done the third issue. It's only four issues long, and it's basically it's Batman kind of. It, it feels very much like the Robert Pattinson movie to where it's uh, it's almost like his first night on the job. Matter of fact, I think it is his first night on the job. Yeah. And uh, this is his first year. And uh, yeah, yeah, and he's not he's not the infallible Batman. As a matter of fact, he's 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 very uh, very fallible, and, um, and 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 not only that, but you get you get so it's Batman's first year on the job, but uh, Batman Year One is also Lieutenant Gordon's first year on the job, mm-hmm. so yep. he's transferred to GCPD. the The whole department's corrupt. He's like the only uh, clean cop. He's trying to clean up the division from the inside. Of course, nobody wants to go along. Um, so it's kind of a cool back and forth between Gordon and Batman, kind of on the come up. Uh, David Mazzucchelli is at his peak on, mm. on pencils mm. doing the art uh frank miller to be honest with you there's lots of people who say that that's a better batman story than dark knight returns uh i would agree yeah and you see and and, and, cause you, and you see not not just that but you see it's also kind of gotham city year one like you kind of yep, see yep. the creation of the falcone crime family and some of the crime families come together and you realize that gotham has been controlled by these families for for decades and generations and Batman puts a stop to all of it. Influenced so much that came after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's just, uh, if, if you want to get on board now, like I said, DC's currently doing facsimile editions of all four issues. Uh, if not, read the graphic novel, Batman Year One. You won't be disappointed. Nope. No, it's like, uh, wasn't that like basically he was doing Batman Year One, The Dark Knight, and The Daredevil, like almost like the same year? Pretty close to each other, yeah, which is a crazy run of productivity. Yeah. You know, they started bringing Batman back down to more of a gothic street level before that, but that mm-hmm. book is the one that made it feel just like dirty, city, oh, yeah. real grimy streets. Of Absolutely. Gotham. But yeah, I prefer, I think, year one to Dark Knight Returns. Right. It just feels more real. I'll tell you a secret. I don't necessarily think Dark Knight Returns holds up all that well as a read. I'm just saying it. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Part of it is dated. It, it is. It is. But yeah. year one does not feel dated. No. Year uh, one feels like a classic story. No, I checked, I checked it out and... Yeah. In 1986, Frank Miller had Batman Year One, uh-huh. Dark Knight Returns, yeah. and the Born Again story from Terrible. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. In one year. I mean, that's that's a dark... All those are really dark. Yeah. 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 And, well... Yeah, well... Unlike that, though, this episode has been merry. That's right. Yes. It's been festive. And jolly. Yeah. It's been celebrational. Yeah. yeah. But I'm afraid it's time to come to an end. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's been great to be back, though. It's been yes, fun. we're back. Absolutely. Back People keep back. asking if I'm back. You know yeah, what? I got a feeling I'm I back. I think I am back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call it there. I'm Mike D. 
I'm Ryan. And I'm still Bill. Happy holidays. See you next year. <laughs> oh, hey! I got it. I got it.